Welcome class, I am your professor Dave Hogue, and with me is my lovely assistant, Mr. Cam Brennan. That's lovely right. assistant. That's right, Cam. You are my TA. So I feel like if I'm a lovely assistant, I should go get my sequin dress on. Well, you'll be doing more than just turning letters tonight, so <laughs> you better have brought uh, your A game. Mm. So yes, are welcome. you buying a vowel? No, I am not buying a vowel. Okay. But I am starting the very first episode of Dad College. So welcome. We're excited yes. to have you here. We're hoping to have fun and enjoy exploring what it means to be a dad. Indeed. I'm so excited right now. I'm very excited as well. So, Cam, what exactly is Dad College? And what do our listeners need to know about Dad College. Well, besides your amazing radio voice, which I'm sure they already appreciate. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. This is my professor. This is my professor voice. So. Professor of radio. Professor of radio, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dad College um, started as an idea, I want to say, almost a year and a half ago. It's been a while, yes. If not longer. Um, Dave and I have been podcasting it together for a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. And Dad College was a, an idea that uh, we had very early on. Um, there was a major problem with that idea, though. I wasn't a dad, and my wife wasn't even pregnant. That's why you're the TA. Exactly, yes. Dave is the wise, the wise father of, what, 20, you need to refer 20 to me years? As, you need to refer to me as the professor. So. The professor. <laughs> Except now I think of the and one basketball Oh no! and you're that little white guy, <laughs> the professor, <laughs> who was actually really, really, really good. So you got that going for you. Okay. Um, God, that has to go on the show. Yes, I have, I have a 20-year-old. And uh, I have a two-month-old. So... So, by a factor of a lot, uh, Dave has much more experience and wisdom than I do. But again, so this idea started long before um, I was a dad, long before my wife was pregnant. Just this idea of what it would look like to have a show where dads could come together to converse and learn from each other. Because there's a lot of factors in the world telling people how to live their lives. Mm-hmm. And especially as men, there are a lot of competing factors for our time, for our attention, and for um, what makes us tick. Whether, you know, you want to get, you know, down to brass tacks of business and money and power and sex and, and all of those things. There's a lot of stuff vying for our attention. And when it comes to being a dad, I feel like that is a opportunity for a show like this to really kind of cut through all of the noise, hopefully, hopefully cut through all that noise and provide an, uh, an opportunity for people to come together and share their experiences to educate one another, not because Dave and I know how to be the perfect dad, but because we're providing, hopefully, again, an opportunity for people to come together and share their experiences and learn from one another so that we can help each other be good dads, good husbands to our families. Because really, that's, you know, as a, as a new dad, something that I'm incredibly um, eager to figure out is how can I be a good husband and how can I be a good father to my, at this point, one kid, hopefully, you know, like nine more in the future. Um, <laughs> But it's something that 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 I hope to grow in, and if if I want to do that, I know that I'm not the only one, and I know that there are dads that are in Dave's stage of life and are in stages beyond him that want to feed back into younger guys like me, who have learned from uh, raising children and having grandchildren, um, and gone through all of that stuff, and want to to push back and feed into the lives of younger guys like me so that we don't maybe make some of the same mistakes that they did, that we can be um, a little more damage our kids less, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's kind of where this whole idea started. Yes. Hopefully that makes sense. It makes sense. So we're here to have fun. We're not going to take ourselves too terribly seriously. Of course not. But we're very much going to operate from the place of any guy can be a dad because there's a very simple act that occurs <laughs> to become a 
be, to, to father a child. Yeah, we've got the easy part. So, so yeah, so, so you know, that act engaging with another human being and becoming a, you know, fathering a child. But what we're talking about here, while we're not taking ourselves real uh, seriously, is being intentional about being a dad. And I think that's very much what you described, is that uh, we want to be active participant in the lives uh, with the moms of our kids. Uh, We're going to even acknowledge that that may occur outside of marriage in this uh, podcast. Ideally, God's plan is for us to be within a marriage covenant and at home, but we realize that that does not always happen. And there's many different reasons why that may uh, occur. And it doesn't make you not a dad. It doesn't make you a bad dad. Uh, Kind of gliding along and not being intentional, that's what we want to avoid. So, making an effort to be a good dad. Who are we looking to target? Who are we hoping will listen to this show and benefit from tuning in? Uh, everyone? Um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, well, in, in because it's not just about dads, it's about moms. Oh, but it's right? dad college, not it's mom dad college. college. Guess who can teach a lot to dads? Moms. Moms. <laughs> we need to listen to the moms. Because guess right? what? Moms are always right. And just get over it now, because they're always right. Yes, that is. It's a burden that they bear. <laughs> just get over it. My wife is always right, and it makes me crazy, and I just need to get over it. And be blessed with the fact that I'm married to a woman who's always right. <laughs> uh, so while the show is for everyone, we're specifically talking to men out there who have fathered a child and want to be intentional about being a dad that is active in their in their children's lives. Would that be Absolutely. fair? Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't imagine that the dads that don't want to be intentional and be present in the lives of their children would go out of their way to find a, a podcast, podcast called Dad College. <laughs> so if you have found this podcast and uh, you're not, you know, just a friend or family to Dave or I, chances are that you are a dad that is looking for a little bit of reinforcement in what it means to be a dad in the lives of your children. Yes. And holy cow, if you found us, we are so happy. Like, that is so cool. The wonders of the internet have actually worked for good (laughs) and not for evil. Uh, Yes. So please, yeah, uh, get in touch. And we've got some great topics coming ahead. Um, we've got a certain set schedule that I think Dave's going to tell you about here in a minute, but if you do want to get in touch, you can do so, uh, on Twitter. Dave is at David J Hogue and his last name is H O G U E. I'm at Cam Brennan, B R E N N A N is that last name. And you can also email us hello at supermegacorp.net and supermegacorp is the podcast network, um, that this show is a part of. And so if people find us on the podcast and they decide that they want to email or they want to reach out to us on Twitter, what are we looking for? What are we hoping that they might do in terms of reaching out and contacting us? Uh, questions that they have about certain um, you know, aspects of being a dad, struggles that they have with maybe disciplining a child or uh, what it means to, you know, be in relationship with the mother of your child after birth or uh, activities or crafts or as the child gets older in discipline and the sex talk and uh, raising, a you know, teenage children and and that struggle of giving the child freedom while still wanting to be the parent. And then, you know, as I experienced as when I went to college, the the change in relationship of the child is now an adult. Yes. And, and, and so we don't want to uh, narrow the scope of the show to my life, which is I have an infant daughter, Mm -hmm. which is why Dave is here because (laughs) he has a, uh, a a college age daughter, a high school age daughter, and a elementary age son. Yes, 
who also happens to be adopted and has special needs. Yes, this is true. We want to make this the scope of this show the scope of being a dad. And that means being a grandpa. That means being the dad of adult children, being the dad of teenage children, all the way down to being the dad of an infant like me. Yes. And that's not really helpful when you want to say, hey, what should people ask? When I just say, ask, ask questions about the scope of life. Like, that's not helpful. But what I hope people understand is that we're not here to make the show about how Dave was a dad and how Cam is trying to be a dad. Mm-hmm. The show is about bringing together dads that give a crap about right. being a dad. And having a conversation about what that means and, that, and how we do it. And, and, and as Dave and I sat down and, and set out like possible topics, that covers fathering daughters, fathering sons, fathering adopted children, fathering foster children, fathering uh, children with special needs, uh, being a single dad, being uh, a homosexual dad, being a dad of color being a like just the more we dug into what it means to be dad the more we realized like w- the layers to this thing are just endless yes. and, and and the more we dug into it the more we realized that we didn't know nearly enough mm-hmm. to be like yeah we can talk about that <laughs> stuff and so we want to and and forgive me for overstepping here dave no, we want to bring in other people yes as often as possible that have the experiences of being a dad in situations that me and Dave know little to nothing about. Yes. And that's something I think that we're both super excited about. We're very much excited about having guests. So if you're somebody that's interested in being a guest, you know somebody that would be interested in being a guest, or you just want us to make that effort to reach out to somebody, let us know who it is that you would like to hear from. Uh, again, how do you how do you contribute to this podcast? You ask questions, you su- you suggest topics, you subscribe, you let other dads know, and again, you let us know what it is that you would like to hear more about. So, Cam, real quick, yeah, uh, how can they support us financially if that is something that somebody is interested in doing? Yeah, so if you've listened to this episode so far and you're like, you know what, these two dudes aren't totally crazy, and I feel like I'm into <laughs> what they want the show to be about... Uh, first things first, forget financials for the moment. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or to supermegacorp.net slash dadcollege, and you can subscribe to the show. Awesome. That, yes. in it, that in and of itself would be incredible. If, you, if, if this show and what we're talking about seems to strike a chord with you and you think, you know what, it's worth subscribing, that would be awesome. We would love for you to subscribe for the show. It's in the iTunes. Uh, uh, it's in iTunes, if I can speak correctly. It's in. <laughs> it, it, it'll be in Google Play as soon as this episode gets released, and it'll be at supermegacorp.net slash dadcollege. Now, if you want to go above and beyond that and help support what we do at Supermegacorp or this podcast specifically for Dad College financially, you can go to patreon.com slash super mega corp and patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash super mega corp and you'll see that we've got a uh, list of i think about seven or eight rewards that you can subscribe to on a monthly basis and that helps what we do at super mega corp be completely profitable and also and this to me is really important totally ad free yes you will never hear an ad on any of our podcasts, you will never see an ad on any of our YouTube videos. Everything is going to be shown to you and uh, presented to you as it was meant to be. No interruptions. Of course, <laughs> aside from these Patreon little blurbs. Right. Um, but again, we're just excited that you've listened thus far to the very first episode of Dad College, and we're excited for where this is going to go. We've got really big dreams and really big goals for this show. Um, so subscribing to it would be a uh, really um, awesome sign to us that we're on to something and that you might support it, and that would be really cool. That would be fantastic. All right, Cam. So they've heard our voices. Indeed. What do they need to know? Well, what do they need to know about you? Oh, geez. So I'm going to put you on the spot first. Oh, 
what do they need to know about me? Well, I've already mentioned I have a, a two-month, almost three-month-old daughter. Her name is Kennedy. And I don't care what you say. She's cuter than your kid. <laughs> and I realize I'm biased, but no joke, she's really stinking cute. Um, I don't know what else is important. Uh, I'm 30, so I'm not a young dad. No. Uh, I'm also not a super old one. I'm, I, I, I'm on the older side of, of young dads. Let's put it that way. Um, my wife is also 30, so we waited. We've been married for a little over seven years, so we waited quite a while before we had kids. And um, it's one of those things, I think back now, it's like I wish we would have done it sooner. But at the same time, I realized that like it worked out exactly the way it should have. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I wish that we would have done it sooner is just because of how stinking cute she is. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. What else is important at the onset for people to know? Um, I mean, I could tell you my sports affiliations, but I don't feel like that really matters. <laughs> how about uh, your family of origin? All right. So uh, born and raised. Right outside Detroit, Michigan. We should tell you a lot about my sports affiliations. <laughs> and you'll know why when Dave tells you where he's from. Um, parents are still married. Um, not so the case for my extended family. Um, both my parents are Christians. I also am a Christian. Um my mother was born into a nominal Christian home. My dad was born into a hellhole. Um, his his mom had six marriages to five different men, so she married one guy twice. Um, and that's the house he grew up in. And uh, I am the oldest of three kids. I'm the only guy, but I am the oldest child, also known by my parents lovingly, is the test kid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What else? I feel like that's totally dry and boring. That's all right. We're, I mean, we're very much laying the... But here's what you should know about me. I'm going to make dad jokes. Because guess what? I'm a dad now. I used to make dad jokes all the time, and they weren't funny because <laughs> I wasn't a dad. But all of a sudden, you have a cute little kid, and your dad jokes are like twice as, or at least three times as funny like Meredith laughs at my jokes now. My wife laughs at my jokes now. <laughs> no, have, all it took was a kid. We should have, have done context, this. We should have right? done this as soon as we got married. Yes, this would have been much more enjoyable for her. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I yeah, that's a really boring bio. I'm sorry. That's quite all right. Dave. We're just we're just kind of laying How that about foundation. You, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I I as Cam has mentioned, I have three children. My oldest is Caroline. Uh, she is 20. She's actually engaged to be married. It's very exciting. So it is exciting. It'll bring a unique dynamic to uh, perspective that I'll have in terms of being a dad. And uh, I'm guessing that uh, in the near future, I will probably be a grandpa. So You're way too young to be a grandpa, Dave. <laughs> I, I will be a grandpa before I'm 50, yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so yeah, no, jo- you, you I will probably be a grandpa I will, twice. I will probably be. I will definitely be a grandpa before I'm fifty for sure. Yeah. maybe even twice. <laughs> maybe even twice. Holy Moses! So my wife and I, unlike Cam and Mare, um, we got married relatively well. well we, we got were, married. You were young. We had kids young. Yeah, we, I was 22 <laughs> when I got married. I was no. I was no old man. Yeah. So uh, Caroline is 20. Melissa and I will have been married. Uh, we will be married 23 years uh, in the next couple months. Uh, our second daughter is Olivia, and she is 16. And I will just say that having children that can drive and get themselves places is uh, one of the most magical moments in being <laughs> a dad, being a parent. Uh, our third child is Wilby. Uh, Wilby is 10 years old. Uh I- I can't believe he's 10. I can't believe he's 10 either. Uh, we began the adopt, will be as adopted from uh, Haiti. We began the adoption process shortly after the earthquake in 2010. Uh, he officially became a part of our family um, 
in the fall of 2012. And so he has been here for four years now. Little, yeah, uh, almost four and a half, almost. Yeah, so we learned about him when he's, he was three. We, lear- we learned who Wilby was when he was three years old. Now he's ten and a half. He's a fourth grader. So, uh, so yeah, Wilby was, a, was born in Haiti. He's ten. And as Kim mentioned, um, he has special needs. So uh, particularly he has cerebral palsy. Uh, so that'll be a lot of what we'll unpack, or one of the things that we'll unpack as part of this podcast is being an adoptive parent, being a parent of a child with special needs, being a child, or being a parent of a child that um, will be currently as nonverbal. So we're dealing with a lot of things, uh, reference communicating with a child that uh, cannot always give you an immediate answer when you ask a question or. Uh, he wants to come home and tell you what his day has been like. Um, so those are those are our three kids. Um, love them all. Um, absolutely, just uh, um, can't imagine our lives without Wilby. Um, Caroline's more of a mother hen to him. Um. Olivia and Wilby, you would swear that they are blood brother and sister with the way they fight. <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, how they just love each other. So there's there's more of this, uh, the continuum of emotions that Wilby and Olivia experience with each other is much broader than what uh, Caroline and Wilby experience, our oldest daughter. And that's okay, because I think that's even true of, of non-adopted I'm kids. I'm that way with my sisters. Yeah. Just because of the be age that. gap. Yep. Yeah. So t- totally makes sense. Um, I come from a divorce family. My wife comes from a uh, divorce family. Uh, so our children grew up with uh, four sets of grandparents, which made That's for very interesting holidays and birthdays and. Uh, how you do uh, presents and how you do visits and all those kinds of things. Um, I love my dad dearly, uh, but he and I do not have the uh, closest relationship. Uh, in fact, as Cam and I were talking about doing this show, uh, I began to realize that there's probably some things that I will personally unpack as we uh, talk about being dad and our relationship with our dads and how that influences um, how we parent. Um, I am uh, the oldest child. I'm the oldest child of two. Uh, My parents were the quintessential American family in that they had one boy and one girl. (laughs) Quite big offense. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so uh, my sister... Um, love her dealer dearly as well. Uh, her and my dad are in the Austin, Texas area. My sister has uh, a couple of kids of her own and she is divorced. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit. Uh, my wife has a brother, um, and her parents are divorced, and both, uh, all four of them were remarried. My di- my dad is divorced twice now. Um, but yeah, it, 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 uh, your I think your birth order has an impact in how you parent and who you are in a marriage. I think uh, parents being together, being divorced, uh, oh, can impact absolutely. how you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being brought up in a conservative home versus a liberal home can be. Um, impactful on how you parent in terms of how you were disciplined growing up uh, has an impact on that. Your socioeconomic status has an impact on that. So uh, for Cam and I, I guess we just sort of realized that there is um, an infinite number of just um, situations in which you could be parenting as a dad. And uh, we're not going to attempt to hit them all but we are going to try to step out of this sense of uh, being a couple of white guys who were born into white middle-class families and uh, taking a look at what some of the other um, 
just arrangements that exist uh, for parenting. So, uh, Cam, uh, you mentioned who you were. I mentioned who I was. And I believe we have a third person who is going to be participating with us in the Dad College. And while he's not here tonight, I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of maybe give a little bit about who Nick is. Yeah. So uh, my buddy Nick, who, um, gosh, I've known for... Oh my gosh, like 11 or no, 12 years now. Um, Nick and I, uh, his, his birthday is actually the day before my wife's. Oh, wow. Um, not important. I just wanted to say that because, <laughs> I for, you know, anyways, uh, Nick is uh, the host of Mend- uh, Mendoza Line on Superman Corp, which is the baseball show that he and I do. And um, Nick is a dad too, to, uh, a cute little girl who is got a lot of girls, lots of girls. (laughs) So if you're a dad with a boy, come email us, let us know. We need some dads with boys. Um, but me and Nick are very much in the same stage of life. He's a bit ahead of me. His, his daughter is, is, I don't know, year and a half, two years older than mine. Um, but Nick is a, uh, genuine, he's a genuinely likable guy. And he's going to be on some shows, not on all shows, um, just because schedules dictate these things. Um, And I'm really excited for what Nick is going to bring to this show when he is on the show, which is going to be, as I said, periodic. But this also leads to the point um, that I want to make here is that, again, we're going to have hopefully numerous people talking on this show. It's not going to just be me and Dave every week. If you want that, you can listen to the master class. Yeah. That's another show on Super Megacorp. Supermegacorp.net slash masterclass. Check it out. We got 90 episodes. We've been doing this a while. Yep. Um, but we want this show to be Dave and I hosting and letting other people with other life experiences, as he said, that aren't necessarily white guys from the middle class from the Midwest that have daughters. Yep. To express their experience as a dad and their wisdom as dads to younger guys. And so while Nick is going to be a big part of that, there are also going to be in our hopes and our dreams, lots of people that are different from Dave and Nick and I that we can bring to this show to you as listeners to say, Hey, here's my experience as a dad. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I would encourage you to do or not do. And then we can let the discussion grow from there and hopefully build a community of dads that give a rip about being dads to their kids. And we can just let this thing grow organically. If I can use a super hipster term like (laughs) organically, which I hate myself for using, but I did it anyways. (laughs) You did it anyway. All right. So we're not a hundred percent sure how much we're going to play into this whole uh, pun of dad college and what we're going to refer to everything. Um, and I, I imagine as we look back on this very first episode, we'll be like, yeah, uh, we played it over a little too much or, hey, not enough. And I'm going to go. Well, I'm not calling you Dean. You, you, I was you made me say professor. professor, but Dean would have been too much. <laughs> so Professor Dave. Yes. Um, so we've got this idea of kind of our core courses, our gen ed. and Which we're not thrilled with. That we're not one. thrilled with gen ed. I kind of like core courses, mm-hmm. core. Core curriculum. Know, core curriculum. Yeah. Like what we're looking at in terms of, and so, uh, Cam, what, um, what is that about? What is the core course? What are we hoping to do with that? So, okay. So here's something that Dave and I settled on very early on in these discussions was that no matter who we have on the show, whether we've got me, you, and a grandpa, Mm-hmm. Kind of spanning the gap, the uh, the uh, generations. Life, yeah, the generations, the life stages of being a dad. We're not going to hit everybody with whatever our main topic is. Okay, it's just not possible. And so we wanted to make sure that even though that wasn't possible, we wanted each episode to try and provide something beneficial to the most people possible. Mm-hmm. And so we decided before we do that main topic, whatever it is and we've discussed some of those ideas earlier in the show, we wanted to have one to two shorter segments of the show that were beneficial regardless of the main topic. So if the main topic is discussing 
being a father to an adoptive child, which is a small segment of the population of dads who have adoptive children. The beginning portions of the show would be much broader in the sense of, hey, I'm a dad. I've got kids. What's a cool activity that I can do? Mm-hmm. What's a great way I can sit down and engage my kids after school with what they learned about at school? What is a great way I can serve my wife and say, you know what? You've got the day off. I'm taking the kids. We're going to go do X. How can I, as a dad, have meaningful conversations with my children about important topics like love and respect and truth and God? And, and what, not just sitting down and like, oh, let's watch the game, kid. <laughs> so we want these intro segments, whether they're called gen eds or core curriculum. Like we haven't decided on the nem- nomenclature yet, and that's totally cool because this is episode one. But we wanted the beginning of each show to have one to two segments that are beneficial to uh, dads practically. Something that they can say, oh, that's a great idea, or I can, I can take that and tweak it to help connect with my kids that's totally separate from the main topic. So even if the topic is something they're not interested in, not, not interested in, doesn't, doesn't, isn't applicable to their life situation, right? Like we're talking about being a single dad. I'm not a single dad, but man, these first two segments still might apply to me. So I'm going to listen at least to the first 10 minutes and then go, oh, they're talking about being a single dad? Click, go on to the next podcast. That's kind of what we're going for is some quick, short uh applicable sections that are going to help you as a dad uh, give you ideas or resources to do or experience cool things with your kids. That's the idea. All right. So less philosophical, less hypothetical, less sort of discussion and ebb and flow, and a little bit more towards the here are things that you can do. You may have to modify, but ultimately... Our starting point for you to go do something fun or cool or educational or relational with your kids. It mm-hmm. may not always be like, hey, let's go blow stuff up. It might be with sit down with your kids and have a discussion about this topic. Yeah. Because that needs to happen, too. It can't all just be, you know, fireworks and guns. <laughs> it can't? That's what I've been told. I don't know. <sighs> this is what this podcast is for, to teach me if I'm right or wrong, Dave. I'm not sure. So on that note. That is one of the things that we just want to be very clear about is that uh, you're going to screw up. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. And we just acknowledge that, that we've done that very much in our experience of being uh, dads. We want you to feel the freedom in that and just knowing that that's part of becoming more effective at being a dad is, is putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, taking some risk. Uh, and knowing that you're not going to have 100% um, the answers in the beginning. And, you know, if necessary, you can have a child like Cam that's your quote-unquote test kid and then maybe get it right with number two and number three. So, Yeah, case in point of not getting it right. <laughs> I, generally speaking, I either wear my hats backwards <laughs> or frontwards but tilted up so I can, you know, have a full peripheral vision Uh i thought i had my head on backwards totally thought i had my head on backwards (laughs) had my two-month-old baby you know eyeballs that still work doing the salsa (laughs) next to the mirror because she likes to look at that sort of stuff and i like dancing and i leaned in for a kiss and i totally took the front bill of my hat right into her eyeball and she screamed oh no (laughs) and Immediately, I felt like the worst human being on the planet because who assaults or injures a two-month-old? Yeah. And it was just my, my ball cap. Yeah. Bill, she's fine. She can still see. Everything's okay. Yes. But even, even in – so, like, when you think you're going to screw up as a dad, it's, like, majorly, like, oh, my kid is a serial killer or, you know, is a soci- – you can still screw up in small ways <laughs> that make you feel like a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I've, I've never felt so sorry <laughs> for something that I did unintentionally. Yeah. I felt sorry for things I did intentionally, but something as innocuous as just wearing my hat a little bit further down on my forehead than I usually do and almost blinding my beautiful baby girl. Like that's just, it's a stupid example, but it's, that's what happens in real life. 
You do stupid things that have unintentional results. Yep. And Caroline rolled off the changing table. I'm petrified of that. Uh, I'm so scared. Caroline rolled off the the changing table. She turned out okay. Yeah, she turned out okay. And Olivia, we lived on a house that had concrete steps coming up to the front door with a porch. And up north, eh? No, this was actually in Kansas City. Oh, really? And uh, I remember the concretes from up north. My wife, I'm sure, can remember exactly how this happened, but she fell out of my arms, and in the process, I grabbed her by the leg, grabbed her by the ankle, and basically her forehead bounced off one of the concrete steps. And we still have family family pictures where she has the mark on her forehead. So yes, well, they both turned out just. They both turned out they're very lovely young ladies. those are my two. Oh, so what you're saying is I'm going to do something worse. That's what you're oh, saying. Oh, I yeah, I definitely <laughs> did. Okay, so did you want to reference the Facebook video or? Oh, I totally forgot about okay. this. Yeah, real quick. This is this is going to be a brief moment of joy for you. <laughs> uh, so part of the um, rewards for Patreon subscribers is access to the Super Megacorp Slack, and my sister is part of this, Katie. Thank you for supporting us, Katie. You're awesome. <laughs> she's getting married in May. You should say congratulations. Congratulations. She's actually she's actually getting married the exact same day as the Dave's daughter. Of May. Which I'm a little upset about. Because <laughs> I have to miss Caroline's wedding. <laughs> yeah. So Katie. Yeah, we your name was on the list and you know. Well I think Dave's just saying that to make me feel better. I but, can show you the list when we're done. <laughs> the point is, what are the chances that that my really, really good friend's daughter and my sister get married on the same day? Anyways, I'm excited for both of them. It's gonna be awesome. But Katie, as part of the Super Megacorp Slack, sent this video that no joke had me almost falling out of my chair. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's essentially, it's a dance class where dads dance with their newborn babies in the baby carriers that go on your chest. And it's, it's only a 30, 45 seconds long. It's funny. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes, which you can find at super megacorp slash dad college slash zero one. And you can watch this video. And uh, the reason we put it in there is because dads do silly things with their kids. It's part of being a dad. Oh, yeah. And this video kind of epitomizes what it means to say, screw it to conventional wisdom and just have fun with your kid. And there's a lot of really nasty comments because it's a Facebook video and Facebook is just the worst. Uh, uh, you know, people saying all sorts of, you know, ridiculous stuff that I, I'm not going to bring up. But the point of sharing this video is that there, even in my very, very, very little experience, there are times when being ridiculous and being goofy with your kid is the best thing you can do and may provide some of the funniest and best memories you have with that kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite things to do with Kennedy, who is almost three months old, who will not remember a single thing that I do with her right now. Other than that, I love her. Like that's the only thing she's going to remember. Right. Is to take her in front of the big mirror in the bathroom <laughs> and dance. Like we salsa, we do the we do the box step, like we do all these silly, stupid things. You're like on the bed, I'll put her on my legs and I'll beatbox and we'll do like the Macarena together. And it's totally stupid and totally not consequential in the long run, other than the fact that she's learning at a very, very young age that I love her and that I'm willing to be silly with her. And I think that's really important. Yes. That she knows no matter who's watching or what's happening, I'm willing to be goofy and silly only to connect and have fun with her. And if that's these dads dancing in this class or that's me doing it in the bathroom with her, like what's the, it doesn't matter. Where it is, the point is that we're connecting with our kids on the base level of like, I've got you. Mm-hmm. I will be there and I will be goofy with you regardless of who whatever anyone else thinks. Because that's what's important is making sure that you know that 
I'm in this with you together. Yes. And if she's like me, she's going to be a total goofball. <laughs> so it's going to work out just fine. Absolutely. All right. So we are well into our podcast. Yeah, we're way over time, aren't we? So I'm going to skip our main topic tonight. <gasps> and we can certainly come back to that because... Surprise, surprise, Dave and Cam have plenty to of talk words about, yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, so, Cam, um, there's some resources that are out yes. there for those who are dads, new dads, moms. Indeed. All right. So, my mother-in-law was slash is a uh, early childhood specialist. She did it for a long time. I say was because she did it for a long time. And then she retired. Then she was like, oh, wait a minute. I can do this now for free for the church. Oh. So she took what she did for her entire career and turned it into an uh, outreach for her local church. And essentially she works with Very young, cool. mostly single, teenage to early 20s mothers who don't have anything. Wow. No income. I mean, like they're working, but they're, they're generally single. They're generally lower income. They're generally just desperate for help. Mm-hmm. And this is what she's made her whole career of. Cool. And so she, when she found out we were doing dad college, was just really, oh, you need, you need these, you need to tell these people about these books. <laughs> and and my mother-in-law is a very, um, she's a very energetic woman. She does not have an off switch. <laughs> she she just goes, goes, goes. I mean, she is like a go-getter if there's ever been a go-getter. Good. So when she gets that excited about these resources, I feel like it's my it's my my honor and my obligation to tell you about these uh resources. So uh the first one is a book called Thirty Million Words by Dr. Dana Suskind. Suskind. I'm not sure how to say her last name. S-U-S-K-I-N-D. Yes. Anyways, so the, the concept of this book is that we need to be speaking to our infant children as much as possible. Because mm. even though all they can respond with is, or, you know, they're still taking everything in. Yeah. And the more words that we can expose them to as young children, the more conversations we have with them, the the stronger and the more um, better off their brains are going to be as they develop into young children because they're exposed to conversation, they're exposed to laughter, they're exposed to, you know, multiple, 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 multiple types of words. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing because vocabulary, very important. Very important. Don't rely on text messages, kids. <laughs> Actually have conversations. Uh, the other one is an older book, um, but it's by Harvard researcher Dr. Burton White, and it's called The First Three Years of Life. And then there's this other resource called Baby Wise, and we'll have links to the 30 Million Words book, the First Three Years of Life book, and the Baby Wise website in the show notes, which can be found at supermegacorp.net slash college slash zero one. Now, David, I'm turning the tables on you, sir. It's time for... Oh, what's that sound? Final exam. Final exam. This is a segment we hope to repeat when we have new people on the show <laughs> so they never come back. All right. All right, Dave. Yes. First question. Your oldest daughter is getting married in just a few months. Mm-hmm. What is your most vivid memory of Caroline as a kid? My most vivid memory of Caroline is just her personality. Uh, she is kind of, I would describe her as a bit of an old soul. Uh, so even as, even as a child, she very much played grown up. She very much played, uh, princess. Um, I recall, so I'll, I'll say this is the memory that I recall because I, Caroline is wired to be a mom. She's she's wired to be a wife. That, that, That is truly, I think what her desire is. Uh, when she was four years old, I was still a youth pastor at a church and we took a missions trip. Uh, to Mexico. And while we were on the missions trip, we were based out of a church. And any little Mexican boy that came along had to play wedding with Caroline. (laughs) And they did not speak English. (laughs) Oh, no. And so there was Caroline, this cute little blonde American missionary child, youth pastor's child, 
forcing these poor little Mexican boys to marry her. So uh, <laughs> as I think about it, I, I truly do believe she was wired to be a mom, wired to be a wife. Uh, I know she will do many other things, but um, I think it's kind of at the core of who she is, and I'm very happy for her in getting married. All right. Very good answer. Question number two. Mm-hmm. Will the Cubs win the World Series again this year? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. In fact, you can add 108 years, Oh, and uh, that will be the next time the Cubs win the World Series. Guess what team Dave roots for? Yes, that's right. The other Chicago team. The other Chicago team. All so. right. <clears throat> Question number three. What is the best part about being an adoptive parent? Uh, you know, the best part about being an adoptive parent is the child that you adopt truly becomes your child in a way that you can't even explain. And for me, it just has been one of these concrete examples of what it means to be adopted into God's kingdom. Uh, While Wilby is not our biological child, I do not love him any less than our girls. Um, People will often make the comment of, oh, I think it's really heroic what you did. I think it's really terrific what you did. And I've, I've truly come to this point where I'm like, he's my kid. What else would I have done? And they're really you lose this sense of a time when he wasn't your child and you made this decision. It truly is very much this. If Caroline or Olivia were in Haiti and were in an orphanage and suffering from cerebral palsy, I would do everything in my power to get them out of that situation and get them to home, get them to where they need to be. And I, I feel the very same way with Wilby in terms of, I just did what my child, my son needed me to do for him. And there really is no before or after he will be as my son. So that's, that is just truly the greatest thing. And, um, it helps me just understand how God sees me as his child. Uh, because I do believe there's this adoption that occurs in that relationship. Yeah. So many more questions about that. Uh, <laughs> and like, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, we will. Because that, there's just, there's by a episode 90. Deep, deep well <laughs> to discuss there. All right. Question number four. Uh huh. What advice would you give to dads that are raising girls? Uh, the advice that I would give to dads that are raising girls is. Um, they're not as scary as they seem <laughs> in that you need to be exactly who you are and uh, just love them completely, much like Cam was just describing about uh, Kennedy, in that um, you're not going to mess them up. Um, I know I do things that absolutely appalls my wife in terms of uh, things that I say, things that I do, uh, where, you know, she would just, she would never, ever do those things. And I think, um, you, you want to be the man that your daughter eventually is going to marry, but I don't think there's anything wrong with allowing them to see how crude guys can be. There's nothing wrong with allowing them to see kind of the rougher side of being a man uh, because men and women are very different and they need a dad to be a dad. They don't need, they don't need to be, they don't need a dad to be something uh, that he's not. So uh, be true to yourself, be honest with yourself. And in that reveal that uh, to your daughters, because while a, a daughter can be very scary and the idea of them being teenagers and the boys coming around and all that can just be not ready for that. I, I really believe that if you are who you are and you raise them, um, if, if you engage with them and you be real about who they are, um, they are going to choose to marry a man like you 
versus settling for a boy that doesn't represent what they are really looking for in a life partner. And so um, girls aren't scary and don't be apologetic for being a man. You know, we're crude, we're gross, and that's okay. But it's it's in that that they're going to realize just uh, how gentle and loving and nurturing you can really be, and uh, there is a there is a definitive role for who the man is and who the who a woman is, and that's your job as a dad to do with them. So, all right, last question. Mm-hmm. This one's a total softball. Okay. <laughs> you did well so far. Thank you. What is the last song you listened to? I know you're a big uh, audiobook guy. I am a big audiobook. So I, I chose this one specifically because I figured it was going to be hard for you, but easy. It's not philosophical. It's just it's, no, a statement it's not of so, fact. It's not so philosophical. Um, I, in addition to being a big audiobook, it's funny that you say that because um, – I have made a conscious decision to listen to my radio uh, a little bit more. And I don't remember exactly what the last song um, that I heard today was, but I know on my way home from work, I heard the logical song. Uh, I think logical song is by super Tramp. is logical song by super tramp. Is that oh, right? Boy. Okay. So that was the last song. I'm very much. I know a, what you're saying. I, I have like half the melody in my head, not enough to <laughs> sing it right now because that would be embarrassing. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I am very much a um, my. Yes, it is Super Tramp. Um, I am very much a. Uh, I listen to old country, Johnny Cash, that kind of stuff. We found something we differ in. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I enjoy uh, kind of the 70s. Um, stuff from your childhood. My, stuff from my childhood. Yeah. Yes. Well, that makes sense. So, but yeah, I do know that lo- the logical song by Supertramp. Yeah. And that's going to, uh, again, I know half the song and it's going to be stuck in my head. Um, so. Well, was, you've passed the final exam, Thank Dave. you. I, I feel good. I am the professor. (laughs) It's gone straight to his head, folks. It has gone straight. (laughs) He's going to show up next time. Kim has given me a little bit of power, and I have absolutely embraced it. Next episode in a full graduation gown with a stupid, colorful scarf and everything. Yes. So you can have a monocle next time too. (laughs) No, professors don't have monocles. I might have a beard, and I'll wear my glasses. I would love it if you had a beard. I would love to have a beard too. As soon as I'm done with my current career, I will grow a beard and my hair out and I'm going to go to Colorado. Your poor wife. I'm going to go to Colorado and engage in things that are legal there, but not other places in the (laughs) United States. So anyway, thank you very, very much for listening to the very, very first episode of dad college. Mm. Uh, We look forward to going on this uh, journey with you with, um, Digging deeper into what it means to be a dad and uh, being intentional about the relationships that we have uh, with the significant others and our children in our lives. So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.